This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jerry Hennon is our college football insider on CBS Sports Radio. He joins us to talk college football. Hey, how's it going, Jerry? It is going great, Scott. I'll also say this for your daughter. I think she would know not to extend the ball over the line of scrimmage when you're not actually at the goal line. Yeah, I mean, how stupid did this guy look tonight? He was terrible. What is that, five turnovers? What do you have, three three uh, picks and two fumbles? That sounds count. right. I mean, it is just so unbelievable that they left him in, and they just absolutely never had a chance in that football game, and they wouldn't put the kid in. I mean, and what is this? They're afraid to play him because he could get hurt. I mean, what kind of nonsense is that? I don't have an answer for that. All right, so what do you think of uh, Jim Harbaugh? And like, because I bet on Wisconsin, oh, but the question is, is you know Notre Dame's going in there? They play Penn, at Penn State, then Notre Dame back to back, and I mean they also play Michigan State, and then they play uh, Iowa coming up here before all of that, and then they finish with Ohio State, who they never beat. Uh, and, and we, you know, Carver High said he thinks they'll never fire the guy because he's Mr. Michigan and all this. And then, uh, but the bottom line is you don't beat Michigan and just year after year after year, you don't, you don't beat Ohio State year after year after year after year. And how much are they going to put up with it? It's a good question. Um, he is paid a lot of money and he is, as you point out, not only just Mr. Michigan, but he was the guy who everybody expected to be able to come in and finally make things right at Michigan. Like, they suffered through the Rich Rod era. They suffered through the Brady Hoke era. They suffered through the end of Lloyd Carr's reign when he lost his fastball and they lost Appalachian State. They've been through wading through all of that river of feces for years and years and years. And Harbaugh was supposed to be the guy, finally, who came in and set everything right, brought everything back to normal. Um, and it is not happening. We don't see any evidence yet that it is happening. And I think people have occasionally been unfair to Harbaugh. I think people talk about him a lot differently if he gets that spot in Columbus a couple of years ago, if his punter doesn't drop the punt against Michigan State a few years ago. But all of that is in the past. Right now we're talking about Michigan's future, Uh, and that future does not look very good at all. They were lucky to beat Army, frankly. Uh, if Army doesn't make a bad call, throw that interception near the goal line, Army wins that game. Uh, they were demolished against Wisconsin. That game, obviously, if you you know you only saw the final score, you think, oh well, maybe it wasn't a complete and total humiliation. Uh, it was 35 to nothing at one point. It was a complete and total humiliation. You know, Michigan's defense is supposed to be the strength of that team. Uh, I do have a world of respect for Don Brown as a coordinator, but when you let Jonathan Taylor who everybody listening to this knows is, you know, if not the best running back in college football, at least one of the best, uh, have a hole wide enough for me to run through, uh, you've got problems. Uh, And that's even before we start talking about Shea Patterson, who has not progressed from last year. Uh, It's a mess right now. And as you point out, they have a very difficult schedule. I'm not over the moon about Penn State. I'm not over the moon about Notre Dame uh, and certainly not about Michigan State. 
Uh, their offense has its own problems, but this is at best uh, an eight and four, nine and three kind of team, and that's not what they're paying Jim Harbaugh to do. They're not going to fire him after this season. But if you're a Michigan fan, uh, you have to be sitting here and thinking, well, they're not going to fire him after this season. How long are we going to have to do this? And Ohio State's just completely like off the table. They're in a, a, just a different galaxy at this point. And Wisconsin, frankly, was too. I am already looking forward to Wisconsin versus Ohio State for the Big Ten championship game. That's going to be one of the games of the season right there. No doubt about it. What do you think of Auburn's defense at uh, Kyle Field? They just uh, snuffed out A&M. I mean, total domination. That that team's 4-0. They, uh, you know, they get no respect at all. I, I, I mean, anybody who's listened to this for the first time, you know, should probably know I'm an Auburn guy. I grew up in Alabama, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so trying to keep my uh, objective observer hat on as best I can where Auburn's concerned, um, they've still got to get a little bit better play from the quarterback position. Bo Nix, uh, true freshman, been very steady, hasn't turned the ball over for, I think, like two and a half games now, which is very promising. Still threw only true for about 100 yards, um, but he's made the big plays. So has definitely not been phased by the pressure of big moments. An Auburn's offensive line, uh, which looked kind of shaky at the beginning of the season, had a really bad outing against Tulane a few weeks ago, had a phenomenal drive in the fourth quarter against Texas A&M. If Auburn can get just a little bit of offense to go with that defense that you mentioned, which is outstanding, uh, you know, top ten by every statistical measure. Uh, Derek Brown going to be a first-round draft pick in the middle of that line. Had his best game maybe of his career against Texas A&M. A&M could not run the ball at all. They finally got some things going in the fourth quarter and Kellamon started kind of throwing it around. And A&M's got some good receivers. Uh, but before then, yes, total domination. A&M had three points until the final 15 minutes of the game. Um, Auburn has a lot of potential. If Knicks can just get a little bit more uh, experience as a true freshman, hit some of these deep shots he's been missing a little bit. Uh, they've got a ridiculous schedule. They still have to go to Florida. They go to LSU. And, of course, they play Georgia and Alabama at the end of the season. Uh, but, you know, if they can get just a little bit better on offense, uh, their defense means that their ceiling it can be very, very high. And if I'm Georgia in particular, uh, that road game with Georgia's offense maybe not looking as explosive as I think dog fans would like. Uh, that looks like a very, very interesting game at this point. Excuse me, Notre Dame had a shot to win that game in Athens uh, Saturday night. And, you know, the whole week all I heard, and I, this is just – exactly what happened the whole week all i heard was that georgia was going to blow out notre dame and that notre dame is going down the drain their program stinks and all this other nonsense they went uh 24 and 5 the last four years now they lost the game but they had a chance to win that game they had the ball they were down they a touchdown wins the game and they were moving and i gotta tell you i thought they played great in athens they played about as well as you could possibly expect. I, again, I think Ian Book, you know, I, I came on the show before the season and raved about Ian Book. That's because I think Ian Book is a great quarterback. Georgia's defense does not get a lot of credit. Everybody wants to talk about Jake Fromm. Let's talk about those running backs. I mean, DeAndre Swift is amazing. Uh, George Pickens, the freshman wide receiver, is great. But Georgia is one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, they were playing at home. J.R. Reed, the safety. Tay Crowder, their great Mike linebacker. Uh, those guys can absolutely play. Kirby Smart is a great defensive coach, always has been. Uh, for Notre Dame, you know, and admittedly one of their touchdowns was on the short field after the muff punt. Uh, to, but to really be able to put the fear, uh, you know, into Georgia in Athens at the end of that game, 
Uh, you know, Book didn't have his best game. I think he was under six yards in the attempt, uh, threw a couple of picks. But you can tell that Georgia respected him. It's just uh, – I think you're right that it was – uh, you know, a little bit half dozen one, half dozen the other. I think Notre Dame is better than they were uh, even a couple of years ago, like when they played Alabama in the national championship game, and it was just a mismatch. Um, you know, with Clemson last year, it was a mismatch, that sort of thing. They've been getting better, though. This is why people expected a route, is because in these previous kinds of games, Notre Dame hasn't been come, able to come out and really, uh, you know, match these kinds of big teams' talent. Well, certainly at the quarterback position, I think, with Book, They've got uh, a match for these other teams' talent. Um, and Georgia also, I think, played into Notre Dame's hands a little bit from, you know, you want him to be cautious because you want to play to the team's strength, which is their defense, should be their special teams a little bit with flank and ship their great kicker. Uh, but he was too cautious. Just, you know, everybody on Twitter's joking about check downs because he kept checking the ball down. But like you've got Pickens, you've got Swift, like you can be more aggressive on offense than they were and in the end, it nearly came back to bite him in the rear end. I still think Georgia is absolutely a playoff contender, all this kind of stuff. Uh, but that was not their best performance on Saturday against Notre Dame. How does a guy throw nine touchdown passes and lose a game? I, I can't even <laughs> believe what happened to Washington State at Pullman on Saturday night. UCLA winning that game down 49-17. That is uh, absolutely unforgiving. Okay, here's the most unbelievable thing about it, Scott. And I, I'm going to defend myself a little bit. I, I will – here's my true college football fan confession. I went to bed at halftime. Uh, the game was – it was an 18-point Washington State lead. Seven of UCLA's points had come on a kick return. And it wasn't because I had to get up early on Sunday, even though I did have to get up early on Sunday. It wasn't because I got up early and had been watching college football for 12 hours on Saturday. That's not an excuse. We're all supposed to do that. Okay, it's that it was 18 points at halftime, and UCLA had done nothing all season long. Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, had not done anything all year. He had looked so bad. They didn't do anything against Cincinnati. They didn't do anything against San Diego State. They didn't do anything when the game was actually competitive against Oklahoma, which is about, what, the first five minutes or so. I forgive myself, Scott, for going to bed and not expecting UCLA to score 28 points in four minutes and 20 seconds in the second half. I have no idea where that came from after the first three games of the season for UCLA. And if you're Washington State, you know, again, that program used to be awful. And Mike Leach has done a terrific job in making it an actual, like, 20, top 25 program, going to bowls every year, you know, in the Pac-12 North, this question. That's all great. But this was a disaster. You cannot give up a 32-point lead to a team that has done nothing all season long. How about, uh, you know, lastly here, the uh, Washington crushed BYU in, in Provo, and Cal went to Oxford and beat Ole Miss. Colorado went to Tempe and beat Arizona State. How about those three? I think this is Washington's conference to lose still. I, you know, full credit to Cal. Justin Wilcox has done a great job in Berkeley uh, going to Ole Miss as an underdog and, you know, pulling out a win there. Uh, but Washington's Oregon, honestly, ought to be the best team in this conference. Um, and it's a little bit of a shame that, like, the entire league is kind of, like, out of the playoff picture already because I think Oregon's a really good team. I think Washington is a really good team despite the loss to Cal at, like, you know, 4 in the morning or whatever. Um, but, you know, Justin Herbert throwing the ball for Oregon, they were a little bit unlucky to lose that game to Auburn with Auburn's big TD at the end. 
But what you're going to see, if Auburn can't upset Georgia, if they can't upset Alabama, if they can't upset LSU, you're going to be looking at Auburn being the fourth, maybe fifth best team in the SEC if they lose to Florida and still being better than the Pac-12 champion, which is what we saw last year when they beat Washington, went on to have kind of a poor year in some respects, uh, and Washington ended up winning the Pac-12 championship. It's, you know, unfair in some ways that the Pac-12's best teams seem to keep losing these very tight games to Auburn at the beginning of the season, uh, and I feel like it's meaning that their teams are getting overlooked. I think Oregon's having a great start to the season. They beat Sanford very soundly. I think Washington's doing very well despite the Cal loss. That was an impressive win to me over BYU. BYU obviously beating USC uh, the week before. Washington just crushed them. I think Jacob Eason's doing great out there. Uh, Washington and Oregon is, again, one of these like games of the year for me. I think whoever wins that's going to win the conference. Uh, they're good teams. It's just unfortunate that they really don't have any, I think at this point, realistic shot of getting into the college football playoff. There he is, Jerry Hennon, going off on college football per usual on events. Jerry, great stuff. Thanks for coming on CBS Sports Radio. We'll be in touch. As always, Scott, it's my pleasure, man. My man, Jerry Hennon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.